<laughs> hey y'all, this is LaTanya Moore, and you're listening to the CVH Podcast. Good morning. Uh, Thursday, July 8th. I can't believe it's Thursday again. These um, these days are going by quick. This week is going by quick. Um, yeah, CBH podcast episode, nobody cares. Um, the most ridiculous thing happened. This is in no... I'm not going to exaggerate this at all. I'm, I'm not... I, I can be prone to exaggerating, but this this is how this went down. Uh, when I'm walking in a foreign country, I'm, I'm basically just trying to... Um, mind my own business and not draw anybody's attention. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of anything uh, that may require me to say anything. <laughs> um, anything past "Good morning, how are you? It's beautiful weather. How's your family? <laughs> this is what I would like for dinner. Like this is the length. This is the the extent of my uh, conversational French. And so I sort of avoid um, uh, just drawing attention. Now, however, I'm I'm six foot five in a in a country of men who seem to only be about five foot seven. It doesn't matter. Um, so I'm walking. I'm sort of in this um, on the cusp of a touristy area, right? A couple blocks before it, and I'm walking down a street that's kind of narrow, and and all along the streets of Paris, everywhere there are these posts that stick out of the of the sidewalk you know that separate the sidewalk from the street I, I don't, I'm not really sure what they're there for I guess it's for to protect people walking from cars I don't know but they're four foot high um, steel uh, poles that that stick out of the ground every three or four feet um, just sort of it's like a fence but but a fence you could walk through you know it's the fence posts as it was and there's a man, and this is kind of near a grocery store, where there seem to be some guys that sort of live out back. I don't know if they live there, but they're definitely off in there, sitting on the ground, you know, drinking at, at 9 a.m., not harassing people, but certainly asking everyone who walks by for, uh, you know, can they, can they hand them out something. Uh, harmless guys, generally. Uh, and and um, um, they... Um, um, just sort of just hang out and uh, no trouble, no trouble at all. But this one guy, I'm walking on the left side of the road and he's walking from the left side to the right side. He's trying to cross the street, um, you know, like right in the middle. It doesn't matter. It's a very, it's not a busy street and it's, it's a quiet time. And, and um, he's clearly drunk, real drunk. He doesn't look so good. His clothes are pretty tattered. I imagine he spent the night out there. Um, but he is not, he's not doing good. Uh, the, <laughs> it would take the average person four or five steps to cross this street. It's not that, it's not that wide. It's, it's like one car length, one car width. And so he's walking like he's on a boat and we're not on a boat, you know, like <laughs> his inner ear is spinning on him for sure. And he's he's doing the sideways walk, and you can see momentum picking up. <laughs> he's not top heavy, but he he is moving like he's super top heavy, and I can see his speed increasing <laughs> as this is going down. And so instead of just walking straight across the street, he's kind of hitting it at an angle. And the more steps he takes, the <laughs> the steps get bigger, and his speed gets faster. And sure enough, this guy is going head first towards one of these poles sticking out. And I'm worried for him because it, 
<laughs> it's not it's it's not going to end good. And so he he can he can feel it happening too, and he tries to pull up right at the last second, and he and he smashes his shoulder into this beam. It's it looks bad, but it's not. He he's okay. <laughs> he's on his back, but he's he's already moving towards getting up. I imagine he had experienced this a few times in his life, uh, and so he's he's uh, in the process of getting up. So I don't feel the need to go give him a hand. And, and a couple of his buddies are nearby, and they seem to be um, at least aware of what happened. So uh, he's 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 banged up, but I imagine he had enough drinks. He didn't feel it. He's going to feel it tomorrow. That kind of thing. So that's not the interesting part of the story. As this man is getting up, now he's over on the right side of the road, and I've been watching him. I watched this whole thing go down. It's only 10 feet from me. Uh, as I'm looking over to the right, two kids um, pass me on the left from behind, like running one on either side of me, and they're going quick. They've got to be 12, 11 or 12 years old. And, and there's a school right there, and it's not so uncommon to see kids running. and Totally normal. And, and, and these two kids cruise by me, and they're laughing and having a good time. Again, another thing that's not, you know, no big deal. As those two kids are passed, and I'm still looking over at drunk guy on the right who's, who's just done a header onto the sidewalk uh, and dusting himself off, a third kid attempts to run around me on the right side. Now, he did not anticipate the amount of room between me and these fucking beams, these, these poles that stick out of the ground. And they're all over Paris. Every, every sidewalk in Paris is, is effectively has these things. And um, he sort of misjudges the space. And I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But he must have decided at the last second to try and go around the poles or to stop short or something. Uh, tr- maybe he tripped over his own feet. I mean, you know, when I was 12, I tripped over my own feet all the time. They were gigantic. And all that, all that I see of this is I just sort of hear the, the, what I think is going to be another kid running around me, and, and he misses. Somehow he misses. He doesn't bump into me at all, but this kid puts his right eye right on the top of this pole. Now, the, the top of the pole is round like a, like a softball, uh, but it's, there's nothing soft about this thing. <laughs> it's meant to stop cars from hitting pedestrians. And he puts his right eye right into this thing as he's tripped over his own feet or trying to go around me or what what have you. I have no idea. Trying to catch up to his buddies who were clearly much faster than him. Kid puts his right eye in it and his glasses, which immediately broke in two, go flying right into the middle of the street. Now this kid is fucked up. I mean, it's bad. It's real bad. And I'm, I, I'm in a total panic, you know, like freak out. And <laughs> <laughs> and you know in the best situation my my um my french is not good even in a calm situation my french is not good and so i'm i'm just like oh my god this kid hurt himself and so i'm just i'm speaking english are, are you okay are you okay oh you know <laughs> i'm trying to tend to this boy who just brained himself on the top of this pole glasses are gone you can see immediately that he's going to have a huge raccoon eye i mean it it was bad and uh uh, he didn't make a noise, which is even worse, because you know, like if he, if at least if he yelped, I would have thought, okay, he's gonna, he's gonna survive. But this kid went quiet, which is way worse. You know, I, I imagine <laughs> he's gonna have that terrible thing that football players and boxers have later in life. You know, where <laughs> everything's just a little bit slow. And his buddies come back, and 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 they're they're tending to him. So I feel like you know, I, um, uh, you know, again, I don't need to deal with this uh, any further. 
and uh, you know they're like Sava, Sava, you know, like uh, you know they're they're dealing with him in French. I think I, I think I scared the kid because I was speaking English so quickly, but uh, it was so odd. And again, this is in no way an exaggeration. These two people, <laughs> I thought I had found the the the, the Parisian uh, Bermuda Triangle. All <laughs> why is everybody falling right here? Like drunk guy makes sense, and I guess kids running, kids fall all the time. But that they would both hit these poles, and these these are. They're safety poles. They're meant to <laughs> protect. And and I just saw two people be taken out by these things within seconds of each other. Literally within seconds. Uh, and again, just trying to completely mind my own business and walk through the streets. I, I especially in a foreign country, I'm I'm actively trying to move about the city without. Uh, being anybody's problem or being anybody's way whatsoever, do everything by the rules. I'm not trying to be anything but a law-abiding citizen guest in this country. And uh, and then all of a sudden, there's just a lot of action all, <laughs> all around me. And so I just sort of I hung around with the kids just for a second to make sure that, that he was going to be okay. And they were dealing with him. They grabbed his glasses, which were pulverized. And he's lucky, he's lucky he didn't really cut his face. But... Um, I would love to see the kid two days later because I'm sure his, his whole right eye was just going to be black. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind. This was a steel pole, immovable pole, and he put his right eye with the force of a kid running right into it. Ugh, a, a nightmare. You know, I wore glasses as a kid too, and your worst, it was a constant fear that you were going to bust these things because in your head, at least for me, I thought they cost millions of dollars that my father didn't have to replace you know like I felt (laughs) growing up I felt lucky to have the one pair (laughs) it seemed like a luxury even though it's it's not you 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 can't see you need glasses and and it's your parents job to provide them for you but I I was definitely made to feel like (laughs) uh, these are your glasses don't fuck them up (laughs) which is good you know you should tell kids with their glasses and their retainers and all that stuff. Like, you need to protect us. These are these things are expensive. They are expensive. And I and I just saw this these kids and they were like trendy, trendy glasses too, and they were they were done. There was no <laughs> there was no chance for salvation. I mean, maybe the lenses survived, I don't know, but it was gonna cost somebody hundreds, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and I was having I was having that anxiety for the kid because I remember uh, breaking my glasses more than once playing sports and and uh, uh, yeah, so that was the <laughs> no exaggeration here. Those two events happened simultaneously, right as I'm walking down the street in my in my general trying not to uh, draw attention. Now, I, I mean, I didn't draw the attention, but the attention was drawn right to where I was. I feel like all of a sudden there's this giant spotlight, like over here, over here. <laughs> uh, I wanted to share that one. I wanted to share the the Parisian Bermuda Triangle. <clears throat> We have uh, Tito number four tonight, four of six. Uh, we're going to do one tonight and do two more, and I'm um, rolling out of here on Wednesday. I think I'm rolling out of here on Wednesday. Yeah, that makes sense, Wednesday. Uh, the the audience at the third performance, clearly word has gotten out that people can go into the theater because the... the um, the audience was from where I was from where I'm standing. Now I don't know what the upper balconies look like, but certainly every seat that I could see was full, and the people were attentive and loving it, and applauding, and um, it felt 
it really felt good. I, you know, I, I said it so many times during COVID that I didn't miss the audience. And and uh and I and I maintain that, but I did miss uh, the the completed feeling of a of a performance evening, and that comes with the satisfaction of the audience enjoyed it, uh, and they and they did their role. We we do our role, and then they do their role. It's it's funny because uh, colleagues will often applaud, like uh, when we're when we're up there taking our bow. It's it's pretty popular now that colleagues will uh, begin to applaud. It's a nervous thing. I don't know. You know, they're like applauding the orchestra or they're applauding their fellow colleagues as they come out. I was told a million years ago by somebody I highly respected that you don't do that. You don't applaud your own show. Um, You certainly don't like join in with the audience and their applause. Like we sing, they applaud that we do our job. And then hopefully if we did our job well, they do their job, which is show their appreciation. This is like this is the exchange uh, in the moment. And so I'm a, I'm a little put off by colleagues that applaud, but it happens all the time. It's not a big deal, but I'm definitely never going to do it. Uh, I, I, like I said, somebody I really respected a long time ago told me, it's low class. Don't do it. You did what you did. Let them do what they do. We don't need to all join in in this, in this uh, group, this, <laughs> this group celebration. It's not, it's sort of, um, you know, he said it cheapens it. It cheapens it. Just stay poised. And so I, I think what ends up happening is because all of my colleagues are now doing it, and it's sort of caught on that I just look like the asshole <laughs> who doesn't want to do it. Uh, but I, I just can't. There's something in me. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it's weird that at 42 I feel, um, I feel old school. I feel, um, uh, I feel like there's a, there's a tradition here that I want to maintain. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a funny thing. It's getting worse. And, and I do tell people... If you know if they're if they're wondering why I'm not, I usually just need to say, yeah, I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. I'm it's I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just trying to elevate what we do, because um, what we do is special and specialized, and uh, I don't I don't need to be into the group effort of a of applause. <laughs> Does that make me sound like a dick? <laughs> uh, there was a there was a, a a German guy at the stage door, and. Um, uh, I, I didn't, you know, the, the, at the at the Palais Garnier, the the stage door is way in the back of this of the of the theater, and it's this is a huge building, and you would really have to know where you were going. You would have to have some kind of information as to where the singers come out um, to to um, to go there if you wanted to say hello or or have somebody sign something or take a picture. Uh, you'd you'd really have to. Um, be proactive to get there and and I and so I don't we don't really see too many people and and um, I, I didn't expect it and it's just time to it's just time to leave so I'm just walking out and I and you know I look so stupid in this show it's the dumbest wig I've ever worn in my life I think I I walk in as a reasonably normal looking human into the into the um, makeup room and then I come out looking like this fucking monster and they're all proud of themselves every time I <laughs> every time I'm done they look at me like mm, look like we did a great job today. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they asked me, they were like, do you like it? And I was like, no, I, I don't like it at all. And they looked disappointed. Like, like, the, like I wasn't happy with their work. And I wanted to clarify. I said, no, you have, you know, the, there's a photo on the mirror there of what I should look like. And you have accomplished that perfectly. I think I look exactly the way somebody wants me to look. <laughs> I just can't, I can't pretend that I like it. I think it looks like shit. <laughs> So 
So anyway, you know, so when I, especially when I'm wearing something uh, in a show that I think disguises me a bit, I especially don't expect to be uh, recognized at the stage door. However, um, I'm, I've made it past the stage door and I'm out into the street and I'm getting ready to cross the street and a man comes running up, Herr van Horn, Herr van Horn. And I said, oh my God, it was like music in my ears. Somebody speaking German. I was so excited. <laughs> I was so ex- excited to not have to deal with somebody in French at the stage door. And, and, um, uh, immediately st- started speaking German with the man, and and he was very appreciative. And of course, his English was perfect too. And he and he just wanted me to to uh, sign the program. And and then he was very kind and told me that he had seen me in Munich, uh, do this, that, and the other thing, and and uh, you know wanted to wish me well and thank me and all this sort of stuff. And it was really, really very sweet. But it was so funny how uh, I was so excited to speak German because even when I'm in Germany, again, I'm 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 reluctant. Um, I do very well, but uh, at the same time, it's it's um, it's so funny. We're just we're trained in America to not do something until it's right. We really we we especially with what we do in opera, we're we're so trained. By the time you see something that we're doing on stage, it has been with us forever. We are rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed, and it, and our intention is to do it perfect every time. And I think that bleeds right into. Uh, this skill of speaking in a foreign language where uh, I don't want to fuck it up. I really want to get the syntax right. And I want to get, you know, I want the exchange to go perfectly. And it's so stupid because you're communicating. And, and as long as you um, say the words, even if they're not grammatically perfect, you're, you've been understood. I, I don't mind it at all when somebody is in America and, and their English is bad, but I understand what they meant or understand their question. I have no, I take no issue with this whatsoever. You're just communicating, and if you if you if somebody understands you, then you communicated. You know, you didn't you didn't do it at some high level, but you you got your point across. And uh, uh, but with with this guy, I I jumped right into it. I was so happy to speak German with him. Just um, I don't know why the the French is taking me longer than than um, than other things, and it's and it's awful because I've been here for a while. Um, uh, I I think it's I was talking about it with a coach yesterday. And it's all these liaisons that that bleed one word into the next, and it's so beautiful to hear. It really is so beautiful. The language is so beautiful. But you know, in in German, every word begins and ends, and some of these words have fifteen letters. Okay, but you still have heard a singular word that in your in your brain you're translating. You know, I'm not. I don't hear German. I hear a German word that I translate into English, and then I understand it. I'm, I'm I don't have that sort of flow. And, and I can't even get to this part in, in France because the words bleed. You need, to hear, you need to hear phrases. You can't hear words. And so it, it's a different sort of challenge. And uh, I'm mostly deaf to begin with. I'm much taller than everyone else. And so if someone's not speaking perfectly clear and these fucking masks are ruining everything because I'm, I know that I need to look at people's mouths to hear them... <laughs> So if I'm not bent down and looking at your mouth and you're speaking as clearly and as slowly as possible, I'm just never going to get it. And, and, um, uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a block with me in French. I, I don't, it's, uh, it's been tough, uh, tougher than, tougher than normal, it, which is ridiculous. Cause I'm going to be here endlessly. I need, uh, I need to move in with a French family where they just refuse to speak English. That would probably, that would probably do me some good. Uh, anyway, I was like music in my ears to hear to to see the German guy come running up to me. I thought, oh, these are my people. 
I saw that the um, at the Met Stagehands made a deal. Uh, the the uh, local one in New York uh, union made a deal with the Met, and they went back to work. I saw some photos of those guys. Uh, I think they said it was 450 days out of work. Uh, it's a long time. That's a long time for those boys. Um, you know, a lot of these guys uh, can figure out something else to do, but, um, you know, they want to get back to what they do. Um, and they got back. That's good. I think... Um, I think we're only waiting on the the orchestra now. It's uh, the orchestra is the is the last holdout uh, in negotiating. I I assume they're going to get there. Uh, you know, being the last ones to make a deal, they're probably in the best position to get the best deal. Um, but but typically, when I mean, I think the Met has seventeen individual unions, which is a nightmare. Uh, that's a nightmare scenario for anybody to have to deal with. Um, but generally, when everybody else makes a deal, uh, one group won't necessarily be anxious to hold it up. Um, uh, we would, of course, support them if they did. Uh, but, but typically, historically, um, the last holdout will, will make a deal. And so I think the, the Met will have a season in the fall. And, and they have to. They really have to. Um, you know, if you have any hopes to, to get this audience back... Uh, uh, you just have to open in the fall because everything else is going to be open. Uh, you know, Broadway's open. Uh, you, there's, you can't claim uh, force majeure on our contracts. People would have to be paid. Uh, although fucking strike is another reason they don't have to pay anybody. But uh, I do believe there'll be a, a fall um, season at the Met, which is a good thing. I'm ready to get back to work too. Uh, I, I, I'm there. I'm not there till the spring, but I, I want all my colleagues to get back to work. You know, for a lot of um, for a lot of singers, uh, working at the Met is their big gig for the year, and it's important that they make that money, especially after so long without it. So. That was a good thing. Good to see it. Things rolling right wrong here. I, I got to get home soon. There's there's a, there's a move to happen. Um, I know I've talked about that endlessly. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about your problems, CVH. I love you for listening. This has been the Thursday show, July 8th, episode 77, I think. Yeah. Anyway, uh, everybody, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you on Monday. Thanks. All right. Bye. If the sun reveals the shine.
white-collar conservative flashing down the street, pointing their plastic finger at me. <laughs> they hope soon my kind of drop and die, but I'm gonna... 